But we're going to be talking about knowing the times that we are living in tonight. And uh, we want you in Romans chapter number 13, and we're going to begin reading verse number 11. We're in our uh, study getting close to the end here of the book of Romans. And Romans chapter number 13, let's take a look at verse number 11. It says, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. When we received the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, He came into our heart and life and saved us from our sin. Praise the Lord. And uh, a change took place. We were given new life. And our new life in Him uh, should bring us to the point in our life that we uh, are able to discern from Scripture as we study the, the Word of God and understand uh, God's plan and purpose for the ages to know that we are getting near to the Lord coming back. It's getting close. And I really believe that tonight. Knowing the times that we are living in is vitally important in our lives. As I go about in this ministry that God has given to me here, I have an opportunity to talk to a great number of people from all walks of life. And I talk with many people who they know they're lost. They'll, they'll, they'll admit that they're lost, but they're not interested in doing anything about it, at least not today. You know, they plan on doing something about it sometime in the future, you know, but, but not today. And uh, these people don't really have an understanding about the times they live in. They don't realize just how close that they are to the Lord coming back and them being left behind in, a, in a, the tribulation period. They don't understand that they are one heartbeat away from hell right now. You know, if the things are, are where they don't understand. Satan has them blinded to uh, the reality of what is uh, the, in the present. I, and I also talk to a great number of people who profess that they're saved, but they're not busy about what people of God should be busy about. And that is they're so wrapped up in themselves and this life and often uh, wrapped up in their sin that they have no time for God. And though they testify to being saved, their, their life evidences many of the characteristics that Paul wrote would be prevalent in these last days. We know uh, that Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 3 verses 1 through 5 there, he was uh, writing to the young Timothy telling him about the perilous times that was going to be coming in the last times. And he said that men would be lovers of their own selves and covetous and boasters and proud and blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. And he goes on in verse 4, talks about how men are going to be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God and how they'll have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. One of the great problems with both the lost 
and those who profess to be saved but have little, if any, evidence of it in their lives is that Satan today has men fast asleep spiritually. People are sleeping. They just really are. And, and, the, and that's one of his great devices is to keep them that way. Satan doesn't care what these people do as long as he can keep them in their slumber. Yeah. And that's what he works at. And the teaching of these verses before us tonight is that uh, an understanding of the nearness of eternity um, sh- should prompt us to live differently. And, le- and I want to ask the question tonight, <clears throat> now, do you know what time it is? Amen. That's what we're looking at. And I want to share with you tonight some, some things that it is time for. It's time, it's time to be well informed. <clears throat> he says, and that knowing the time. We need to know the time, don't we? As, as child, children of God, we should be aware of what uh, uh, is going on. Um, when Jesus walked the earth, the, he uh, chided the Pharisees and the Sadducees that came to tempt him. They, they desired that he would show them a sign from heaven there in Matthew 16, verses 1 through 3. And he, and he answered me, he said, When it's evening, you say it would be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. And he said, O ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the times of the times, the signs of the times? And many folks are missing out on the signs of the times. I'm glad that the Lord gave us uh, he, he, he tells us how we can tell that uh, the time is getting near. And uh, I like what Paul told the Thessalonians in First Thessalonians 5, verse 1 and 2. He said, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. He says, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. And that's why we need to be ready. You know, he's going to be coming as a thief in the night. So we need to be well informed. And to be well informed, that means we need to know the Bible. Amen. The Word of God is essential. The Word of God reveals the times that we live in. It's not out of date. The Bible is not out of date at all. It's right on time. It's right on schedule. It helps us to understand our past. It helps us to understand our present. And it helps us to know what is in our future because it shows us God's plan and purpose for the ages. The problem is, is you got to get in the book. <laughs> you know, in order to uh, know what uh, the, these things that we're talking about are all about, you've got to actually get in to take some uh, delving into the Word of God like we talked about this morning, take some study. And uh, the Word of God shows us what to do in light of the times that we're living in. And, and it, you know, it will help us to see things differently. And the, uh, the, this world talks about reality. You know, uh, we don't watch the reality shows. There's not any reality to those things, okay? That's not real. Uh, I tell you what it is. It's a, it's a real time waster is one thing that it is. That they, um, I, I saw a piece on the... Um, uh, when I was doing some, some, some work there on the computer... And something came across that talked about how unreal those uh, reality shows really are. And it took 50 of them. I didn't realize there were that many of them. And there's 50, 50 shows. 
and they showed how that they're not real at all. And so, uh, but you know, we need to see the things that really are real. And I can tell you what is real. The Word of God's real. Uh, Jesus is real. And uh, God's coming uh, in form, uh, to, to us again in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, coming again uh, is real. And so it'll help us see things differently. It'll help us see the real reality if we get in the book. It'll also help us to live differently. Um, as, as believers, we shouldn't be fretting. Amen? I know things are getting difficult in the world right now. I mean, when you see the soaring prices and you, you see the, the uh, cluelessness of our leadership in our nation and you understand the things that's happening in this world, it's easy to, uh, to begin to fear and fret. But you know, that's not what we're to be about. We're not to fear and fret uh, we're, we, we're, because we live by faith. And our faith is not in the government. Our faith is in God. Amen. And so... Uh, we, we, it'll help us to live differently if we know God's Word. We need to know God. Now, I'm not talking about knowing about God. I'm talking about knowing God. There's a difference between knowing God and knowing about God. Uh, we, you, can, you can come to know a lot about God, some facts about God, without ever knowing Him. Do you have a living, loving relationship with God? That comes through Jesus Christ. It comes through that shed blood on the cross of Calvary and a, a faith, a repentance and faith in what Christ did for us there on the cross. Knowing God through Jesus Christ will help you understand the times that we live in. We need to know ourselves also. You know, one of the things that will help you understand yourself better than, than anything is get in the book because it will convict you of the sin and <laughs> that's in your life and it will show you what you need to change. An honest evaluation of self is necessary. Do you know for sure that you're saved? Amen. If you're not, make sure that you do get saved. And it is your present life direction pleasing to the Lord. We ought to want to please the Lord with our lives. If we know God in our life, we ought to want to please Him with the way that we live. And it's, uh, if you really want to know if your life is pleasing, you need to be in the Word of God. So it's time to be well informed. Second thing I want you to understand there is it's time to be wide awake or watchful. It says there in verse number 11, not only in knowing the time, but it says that it is now high time to wake out of sleep. But he says, therefore, our salvation is nearer than when we believed. Uh, time to be wide awake or watchful. Uh, Ephesians 5, verse 15 through 17 says to us, See then that you walk circumspectly. That word circumspectly means exactly, cautiously, with watchfulness. You know, you're just kind of, kind of being aware of what's going on with attention to guard against surprise or danger. So we're to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Uh, so many, so many believers do not know what God's will for their lives is, and you know why they don't know? Because they're not in the book. You know, if you, God has revealed to us in His Word how He wants us to live as believers, and we need to make sure that we are wide awake and watchful in these days. First Thessalonians five verse six through eight. 
uh, says this, Paul told the Thessalonian church, he said, therefore let us not sleep as do others, okay? But let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. Now when it says watch, it's talking about keeping awake. Uh, those of you that were in the military, maybe you had to uh, take a turn being on watch. Uh, they didn't want you sleeping when you were on watch, did they? No, you had to, you had to guard, you had to be awake. And uh, the Lord wants us to, to uh, spiritually be awake in these days in which we live. We're, we're to be sober. And that mean, it means don't be intoxicated. But understand that there, there's a wider application than just being intoxicated with drink or with drugs. You know you can be intoxicated with all kinds of different things. Yeah. I know people that are intoxicated with, uh, with, with uh, entertainment. You know, uh, they're, uh, they're, everything about them is being entertained. And that will get you, uh, your mind away from the things that God would have you be focused upon. 1 Peter 1, verse 13 through 15. Let, let's turn to that one. We'll turn to 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1 and uh, verse number 13. He says here in 1 Peter 1, 13, Therefore gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. You know, we have been made holy, thank God, by the blood of Jesus Christ, but we're to live what we are. <laughs> we're, we're to live in the holiness that we have been given. Uh, that girl, the loins of your mind, the picture of that is uh, that they would have, they had the long flowing robes, and if you were going to run, you had, to, you had to pull that up and tie it off with a, with a, with a, uh, a belt, okay? That was girding up the loins so that you could run well. You know, in order to run well, we have to gird up the loins of our minds. Don't be a sloppy in our thinking, amen? And uh, Isaiah, I mean, First Peter 5, 8 says, uh, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. We're to be sober and be vigilant. They, be vigilant is the same word translated watch, which means to keep awake. It's, it's the same thing. It's talking about the same thing. Matthew 26, verse 41, Jesus said, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We really have to guard against our flesh, don't we? Our, our, our flesh is, uh, uh, we fight against it. Uh, we're, to li- we're to walk after the spirit, walk full, full of the spirit. If we walk in the spirit, we'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But uh, this flesh is weak. And we were to watch and pray. Mark thirteen thirty three says, "Take take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is." Uh, that take ye heed means to to look 
So it's time to be well informed. It's time to be wide awake or watchful. Thirdly, it's time to be wise. Uh, There in verse 12 it says, The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. You know, in light of the fact that Jesus could come at any moment or that we could die at any moment, we need to live our lives accordingly. You know, we could be standing before the Lord before morning. We just could be. Uh, If we knew for absolutely certain that Jesus was coming tomorrow or that we were going to die tomorrow, what would we be different in our lives? How would we be different? Uh, Would there be works of darkness in our lives that would need to be cast off? Um, Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 43. He said, But know this, that if the good men of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Um, we, uh, we pray even so come Lord Jesus. And we know we don't set dates, you know. Uh, there's no way to set a date of when the Lord's coming back, but we know that it could be at any time. We call that imminent. It's the, we believe in the imminent return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We believe it could happen any time. We need to be ready for whenever it takes place. So it's time, my friend, it's, it's time that, uh, that we be wise to, to the times that we live in. We're, we're also to be warriors. He says, let us put on the armor of light. Our armor uh, means you're, you're getting ready to fight, amen? <laughs> you, you're in a fight. And we're to put on armor of light according to, to verse 12. Uh, listen to uh, the, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse 10. He says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Uh, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And could I tell you that as we get closer and closer to the time of the Lord coming back, what Paul told what Paul told Timothy is true. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. We know that to be the case. We know that uh, uh, when uh, Satan's got uh, just a short time left to work, and he knows he's got that uh, that just a short time, that he's going to put up more of a fight. And is it any wonder why things are such a mess in the day and time which we live in? I mean, these are some spiritually dark times. And, and we are, as, uh, as people of God, as born-again believers, we're to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, and we're to put on that whole armor that we might be able to stand against the devil's wiles. And Ephesians 6.13 says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor, of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, you know, stand your ground. And uh, I like what uh, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, verse 3 and 4. He said, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Uh, I hear folks say today, Well, preacher, it's hard to live a Christian life. Yeah, it is. Getting harder and harder. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him 
who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So it's time to be well informed, wide awake, or watchful, wise. It's time to be warriors. And then it's time to be witnesses. He mentions there in verse 13, he says, we ought to be walking honestly. He says, let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. You know, uh, we need to guard what we allow ourselves to be involved in. When it says walk honestly, it means to walk decently or suitable to a character or to the time, place, and occasion. It, it, it means in a becoming or proper manner. We need to be living as becometh people who are people of God, Christians. Um, he said not in rioting. That rioting is uh, what we see a lot going on today. It's a carousal as, as if people just letting life loose. Just uh, live it up. Just live life the way you want to. It's one big drunken feast or festival. That's what the rioting is talking about there. Drunkenness, again, it means an intoxication of any kind. It's not just talking about strong drink or drugs or something like that. It's made, uh, keep, don't let something get your mind away off of the things that it needs to be on. And don't get, don't get drunk in the things of this world. Chambering. It means uh, cohabitation, shacking up, living together out of wedlock. And sadly, there's a lot of that uh, going on in our day and time. Wantonness is uh, talking about excessive indulgence of liberty, uh, contempt of the just restraints of law and morality and decorum. Just the uh, people living loosely. Uh, when it says there that we are not to be in strife, it means we're not to be noisy quarreling or in angry dispute. And, and sadly, what happens a lot of time in churches is that uh, we can't, can't get along with one another. You know, I'm glad that we don't haven't had that problem here in a while. Uh, but uh, uh, sadly, in a lot of places, uh, when you, you know, a place that's supposed to be uh, where you come to get away from the, all the strife, uh, is full of strife, and we ought to make sure that is not the case when we come here to the house of God. Envying means to, to uh, you, you look at something and you, you're, you're, you're uh, hot with jealousy or malice over that, that somebody else has got it better than you do. So let, let me ask this question. Are you walking in a way that says that you are a child of the king? That's important. Uh, does the world ask you, are you a Christian? I, I can't tell you how many times, I've, even in street clothes, People will walk up to me and say, are you a Christian? Are you a preacher? <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, it shows if you are. When, when they see Christ living in you, do they ask, are you a Christian? Or do they say, you are a Christian? <laughs> you know, it ought not to be that way. I mean, when we, when we say one thing and then we live another, uh, folks uh uh, become to wonder whether we uh, are what we say that we are. Amen? If you're a child of God, live like a child of God. In fact, that's what Paul told the Ephesus Christians in Ephesians 4.1. He says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you're called. What is the vocation we're called? We're children of God. We're part of the family of God. We need to walk worthy as being 
uh, God's family. Amen? So it's time to be witnesses. It's the right kind of witnesses. Amen? And it's time to be wardrobed. And we're talking about clothes. He said there in verse number 14, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. The, the world says that the clothes make the man. And what is our spiritual clothing saying about us? Ephesians 4, 24 says, And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. We are new creatures in Christ, but we're to put on the new man as we walk. Amen? It's time to be wardrobed. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it's time to be wary. Be wary. And make not provision for the flesh, it says there in verse 14, to fulfill the lusts thereof. Listen, our flesh cannot be trusted. We should not make provision for it to fulfill its desires. Romans 8, verse 12 through 13 says this, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if he through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, he shall live. Galatians 5, verse 16 to 17, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other. Galatians 5, verse 24 and 25, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Hey, is the Spirit living within? Yeah, when you got saved, the Holy Spirit came and took up residence. At the moment you got saved, he, he took up residence in your life. We're to live after the Spirit. We're to walk in the Spirit if we are Christ. Amen. We, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Colossians 3, verses 5 through 7, talks about how we're to mortify. Mort- that word mortify means to put to death. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, uh, covetousness, which is idolatry. Those things ought not to be in our lives. He says, For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, and the which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. That's the way we used to live. Amen. We're not to be what we once were. We're to be... That, and walk after that new creature that Christ made us. First Peter 2.11, Peter said, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. And then the Apostle John had to say in 1 John 2, in verses 14-17, through 17, he said that we love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Amen. Do you know what time it is? Are you living like you know what time it is? Are you saved? That's, that's number one. Are you, do you know for sure that you're born again? And if not, make sure that you be, become born again. Are you serving the Lord? You know, we're going to stand before the Lord and give an account here very soon. Uh, We're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Every believer is going to stand and give an account of their life since the time they got saved there. I praise God that we don't get where, you know, our sins 
sin, all of our sin was judged in Jesus Christ there on the cross of Calvary. But we're going to be stand and, and give an account of our works. And are, are we serving the Lord? Are we doing uh, what the Lord would have us to do and living the way the Lord would have us to live in these times in which we live as being His child? I trust that we will wake up to the time that, uh, that it is, come to understand it, get in the book, and come to understand it more and more, and be praying, even so come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's bow in prayer. Father, we thank you tonight for...